0: Welcome to one more episode, Micropodcast, Digital Transformation, Industry 4.0 and Emerging Technologies. Uh, I'm Vijay Gunti and I'm your host. This week, we are with Silas Jain, who will be sharing his views mainly on the emerging trends and the futuristic thoughts on the electric utility industry. Shailesh Jain uh, leads a new team focused on trends in emerging technologies, especially in the electric utility and power industry. Welcome, Shailesh, to our Podcast show. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Oh, yeah, sure, Vijaya. Uh, first, thank you for having me here. And uh, good morning, evening, or afternoon, wherever you are, the audience. So, my name is Shailesh Jain, and by profession, I'm an electrical engineer with international experience. Currently living in the U.S., uh, and I'm an engineering professional with 35 plus years of experience with the electric utility industry, including 15 years abroad. Uh, My career spans a broad spectrum of experiences across electric utility industry, various geographies, design standards, latest technology trends that are transforming the utilities and energy delivery business. There's a lot going on these days, I tell you honestly. And uh, which was not going on for last hundred years. And further I have worked in the management roles, operations roles, engineering and consulting. Consulting I have been doing in the US only and did some in Europe. And uh, from the management and operations point, uh, uh, that was part in, in India for about 15 years. So that was there. And then for about last 20 years, I'm here. So this is uh, at the high level. So my technical experiences are mainly distribution and transmission with the new technologies.
0: Yes. Uh, Good good to know Shailesh about you. And my next question, I know we are seeing a totally innovation in the electric utilities uh, and the power and in the renewable energy. I see a lot of experience into this uh, 35 years is more than enough to say that, uh, Shailesh. So can you draw yeah. or share some of the challenges uh, you are seeing, especially in the digital transformation and industries for data space in the electric industry?
1: Oh, yes, uh, I would be glad to. Uh, let me first. start with uh, uh, what my perception is about industry 4.0 digital transformer and then let me relate it to utility domain so industry 4.0 is there's a lot of stuff uh, you can look up but basically it is a fusion of modern and emerging technology and which benefit the society all these technologies ultimate goal is to work for society so that the living standard of the people is good so when we talk about industry 4.0 it is built upon the industrial revolution starting with say industry 1.0 where we had steam engines then industry 2.0 which was based on electricity and industry 3.0 which is on computers and internet there are different technologies uh in this industry 4.0 which are trending right now uh may some of those are uh like uh, artificial intelligence machine learning we hear every day internet of things so this is enabling uh uh smart devices and this is playing a big role but it needs a lot of sensors around and the communication network and the infrastructure to support it then another other things are uh, like uh, big data and augmented analytics i uh, will just uh, talk about it when i relate to uh power domain then you might be hearing about uh, cloud and edge computing. So cloud is the computing on our cloud and edge computing, which is enabling the devices to do the uh, computation right there without going back to the uh, cloud or some uh, central location. Another technology is like a blockchain distributed ledgers. We all know this uh, Bitcoin is a great example then one more i would like to mention specifically is uh digital twins so digital twins are helping a lot into these new things natural language processing doesn't relate to my domain but just this is uh one of the main of industry 4.0 where whether it is theory or any other about you know that talks to you and autonomous vehicles, everyone knows, nowadays there's a lot of talk. And then on some cutting edge are like quantum computing, which is still far, then mass personalization, where they, uh, they just through this data, they focus the customer, 3D, 4D printing, nanotechnology. And uh, one more is in the field of would I uh, tell you, because, lot like going on these days uh, in the genomics and gene editing. I think a lot of this has played a vital role in the vaccine that we have uh, right now. So now let me come to the utility context, how industry 4.0 is doing. And there's another thing about digital transformation. So in utilities context, uh at the very high level it would be like providing a clean energy through a massive system of systems so this industry 4.0 provides immense opportunity for this flexibility through the infrastructure already established through previous uh industrial revolutions. so as far as a question about digital transformation uh, uh it's happening all over. And normally uh, the conception is like this is a digitization, but it's not only digitization, it's the total automation process that gets done through the digitization. In our domain, the examples would be um, smart meters. Uh, when I started like like. Uh, Electromechanical meters. Then they came to uh, different electronic meters. Then they had communication power and some processing power. They became smart meters, and then AMI. So other examples are like a drones, which are being used uh, for the uh, inspection of the transmission lines, uh, where these drones can go and uh, do the inspection by flying over the big lines. So this is kind of uh, this transformation uh, side is, and like you asked about the business uh, benefits. So if you see any technology uh, which grows and gets a good adaption is if it is a commercially viable, viable technology. And here through the digital transformation you can save a lot of money on operation and maintenance by helping uh, automation. And main thing comes here, like we have to identify what processes you can automate, which have been uh, done in a manual process over decades. And the challenge comes when the people who have been doing those things are uh, how well they uh, receive this new automation thing? We have to train them and all those things. All talk on the challenges. Uh, so these benefits make the processes not only faster, but these eliminate the chances of the errors. And this all helps in like better operations or asset management. Uh, this helps your bottom line so we can uh, further go uh, on the challenges side so any question you have so far vijay or i'll continue no no, no we are good uh, please carry on okay okay so the challenges are uh, like all these new technologies are coming which are amazing some things you see <clears throat> which is enabled by ai when I see. It looks like hey, that's really cool this stuff. <clears throat> but there are some challenges. First of all, especially if I relate to my industry, uh, I can tell there was not much change in the inception of the industry. I will talk about that later in the uh, case of study. Uh, but for hundred years, uh, we did not change much. Almost nothing like in the last 20 years we have seen some changes and it is it is started with the smart grid and i smart grid uh, how i see it is uh, uh, we have the grid and then if you add communication side and the software side to it plus operations technology, this becomes uh, a smart grid. means you can have a lot of sensors and all. There are different definitions if you look up. But that's basically uh, adding uh, communication and uh, software IT side to it. So now the challenge is when uh, we try to adopt these things, this is a different task for the people who make a case for the top management which is tasked with the upper management, you know. This includes uh, not only talking about digital transformation, but creating the use cases for that option of industry 4.0, and then make a case, hey, this is the thing you may see or you will see at the bottom line uh, when we implement these, but uh, the period could be years or in some technology only a couple of years but those vary depending on the use case so that's the first challenge making a case for the top management and uh, in my opinion and the second technical side is like availability of supporting infrastructure which is like in order to implement anything related to ai or machine learning you have to have a very good data set and an analytical capabilities right algorithms there are different algorithms but all work differently and then you have to have a communication infrastructure and sensors all around uh, and this all needs uh, a lot of evaluation first <clears throat> sorry. and then the implementation oh. <clears throat> oh, sorry and yeah. most important is uh, finding the talent and retaining the talent in order to put all these things
0: together so these are the challenges yeah you're absolutely yeah, talking yeah. about the ecosystem uh Shailesh. so my next question is about uh i know uh, the pandemic has bought a new business norm you know it right? i think it's the same with the the innovation in the electrical utilities industry also so what kind of new <laughs> business models you think you see uh, going forward uh, especially in the digital transformation space
1: uh well well, uh, we talked about pandemic and it has changed everything and we can talk about this all day as we are witnessing that changes whether you are missing your favorite restaurant or a favorite bar or the movie theaters I mean, it's a long thing we have been witnessing for one year. Uh, but uh, let's talk about some examples uh, which are related to our domain. My domain, I mean, we are talking. Uh, so, for so let's take an example of when I heard this first time. Siemens. We all know Siemens. It's headquartered in Germany. It's one of the largest company member of the global Fortune 500 little less than 400,000 employees is spread all over. And it's in electronic appliances and other transportation, industrial equipment, medical equipment. So Siemens first announced, I remembered a uh, few months back, they allowed like a work for remote permanently. And uh, then uh, recently, Uh, This is about the model you were talking, how things are changing. So they are adapting a new model, which will allow all their employees work wide to work from anywhere they feel comfortable. And here the most interesting thing they say, it would be only for an average of uh, three to four days a week. And they say, yes, this is a permanent standard that extends, beyond the current pandemic so this is a, a big change uh which is uh in the model hey you work from home and then there are all these uh business propositions to these how you save on the real estate cost commute time that helps in the uh, employees putting more time with their families making their good emotional health and uh, do whenever they want to do so on these uh, uh things this is from the employee side but they say this needs a different uh, leadership style also the leadership uh, that doesn't micromanage but that focuses on the outcomes rather than uh, you can say what time the employees spent in the office So that way you empower your employees, you have better trust on them when they deliver, and uh, their whole uh, philosophy is focused on outcome and uh, not on the hours. So second part of this was trust and empower your employees. So they say, when you do all these things, this will work. And this is not like, I have never heard this before the pandemic, this is happening uh, for the the worldwide employees. And they say, if you can't do these two things, you know, you have a problem with hiring. In in their world, if if you can't trust your people, you have a hiring problem. So this is one kind of a business model change, which is happening, but in our uh, utility context, there are uh, some jobs which cannot be done remotely, like uh, all the line crews, they work in the real time, no matter what it is, uh, whether it's raining, it's snowing or it's pandemic, they take full care uh, per the guidelines and work but that is also changing earlier uh more people could work together closely in a bucket or can travel very closely in a truck but now there are new guidelines uh which are changing uh, uh that uh, old kind of way of uh, working at site and second example i would give you for the uh I just came across this recently. It was about Netflix. And I'm not sure if they implemented this after pandemic or they have this policy before. They have a no vacation days policy for the salaried employees. So they can take off whenever desired. And if they are meeting their uh, deliverables and if it meets some certain guidelines. So these are in short, which is changing Uh, in the business models now.
0: Got you, Shalish. So I know you have shared uh, the good business models uh, and now let's dig a little bit more on the use cases. I know you might have done tons and tons of use cases in your your, uh, past experiences. Can you share some of them to the audience Uh, and then they would like to hear, right? How from your experiences?
1: Yeah, I can uh, share some of the projects, use cases, and uh, case studies uh, which uh, relate to your uh, this uh, industry 4.0. So, like, I'm uh, in mean, consulting and do our everyday projects, other than the new ones are like recently in the microgrid arena or in the electric vehicles. Oh uh, microgrid's uh, technical side is like it supports the grid in two modes uh, when it is connected to the grid we call grid parallel or grid following. and Or if it is not connected to the grid where it's, does its main purpose supplying the power when you don't have from the source and it is called islanded mode. And uh, the social perspective or social benefit of these are uh, other other than many great support activities. Uh, these can help the remote villages, say in the mountains of Himalayas or in Alaska, where you don't see the sun for six months, and then you don't then see the sun almost 24 hours for six hours. So the hybrid microgrids could be a great uh, think their solution in the electric vehicles arena in our context uh, there's a lot of investment coming coming in the charging infrastructure earlier it used to be one-way charging now with the new technology which is like a v2x they call and V means vehicle 2x could be anything home commercial or great so electrifying the buses for the schools and all these they there are different use cases uh, where these vehicles can supply power back to the grid. So on these one experiences are since these are cutting edge new technologies uh, there are standards which have not matured yet but they but but they are maturing uh, we have to keep uh, with them uh, as we move and the industry like IEEE. And IEC, these worldwide organizations are doing a great job. And then there are some open standards also, which are coming with the need. So these are my um, experiences here. And uh, as far as uh, case study uh, goes, um, this grid is very complex in the system of systems. There are, there's a lot of sensors, lot of data, which needs to be analyzed, and those are being analyzed right now. Uh, but sometimes those are through the discrete systems. Um, so with the integration of these new technologies, like I was talking on the first, IoT is the one of the main for the grid automation, for SCADA, ADMS, AMI, and V2G. Artificial intelligence for grid optimization, state estimation, and there's another thing coming up, these days: virtual power plants, where you manage those things uh, which take into consideration the grid conditions, market conditions, and all. Edge computing for the automation, blockchain for the peer-to-peer transactions in a microgrid, and then smart energy concept they can be triggered through blockchain where and then 5G supports our all communication infrastructure which is faster and better. Digital twins, these help in uh, asset performance, also help in some kind of simulation which are very Expensive if you do the complete study, How so these digital things help in simulating and uh, creating controls and see the uh, responses there. Big data we talked. Uh, is very good for system state estimation, transactive energy, and all those things we are doing from the analytics side. And the business side of this is in the hardware is getting cheaper and we have more and more computing power plus we have many great cloud solutions. So it's helping a lot everywhere. And the last one I'll say uh, in order to achieve all this, we need to have a great uh, infrastructure, but this is all cyber based. So we need to have a cyber security and uh, also some kind of resiliency like we have in our electric grid, uh, if something goes bad, how soon you can come back and you start operating again. Oh. So these are the uh, main uh, things, I would say. And on the case study side, uh, uh, I can talk a lot more, but main thing is like a few years ago, we were talking about like operation technologies convergence with the information technology in power system domain, which we call grid modernization. And now it's time to integrate the modern grid with the your know, industry 4.0 through the big data machine learning and advanced algorithm to create a self-learning power grid. So it's it's, it's still like a will be far, and what I think the grids can learn for themselves, and I call it a term let the grades learn for themselves. So they will be self learning power grades, but right? uh, it's little for yet. So,
0: yes, I yeah, guess. Uh, yeah, any questions? I, no, I think that right, you, uh, you have shared a bucket of opportunities right now, right? In the last 20 minutes, I mm-hmm. think the audience uh, heard. In number of technology, the jargons, the technologies, the opportunity, especially in the new age of uh, electric utility industry, because I also come from the utility industry. I have been in the industry for quite some time, Silas. And these are all- Oh, good, good. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm more from the IT side. I'm an SAP uh, utilities guy and uh, been into yeah. the SAP market, especially on energy utilities uh, for more than 10 years, uh, traveled across different geographies in the mainly on the OTIT side.
1: Oh, I forgot to. Oh, that's great to hear. So, uh, so yeah, then we are communicating well, I think. Right. I forgot to mention one thing. I have done something a little which. We normally do, I have helped some companies out of Bay Area and into New England area for uh, building the applications for utilities, Uh, mainly those were situational awareness-related applications, and that gave me a chance to get a little bit into the software side, cloud side. Right. And uh, I think that's how we are talking, you know. Other, right. Otherwise, if you do the pure, pure electrical of that's very different than all right. these things I'm talking
0: True. about. True, true, true. Yeah. Excellent, Silas. thanks for sharing your valuable insights. I know within the stipple, other like uh, I would like to talk and then uh, get more and more information from your experiences. And but within the stu- within the time constraints, uh, we would like to uh, thank you for joining us and sharing your valuable insights to the audience uh, and the kind of use cases and the kind of opportunity to share that's uh, immense and definitely audience will love it when they're listening to it.
1: Okay. Thank you, Vijay. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you it.
0: very much. Yeah, Thank you once again very much for joining us. Okay. Bye.